0: Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is forum time. We're doing forums, and this week's forum is going to be uh, maybe one or two different forums, but the main forum we're starting off with today is ruadventures.com. Now, ruadventures is a site. Um, the RU stands for Russian-Ukrainian Adventures, and it describes itself as the the world number one Russian-Ukrainian and, and Eastern European women discussion and information forum. And again, they go on to say this is officially the busiest site on the net for information and discussion about relationships with Russian-Ukrainian Eastern European women and FSU women, and it stands for Former Soviet Union women. And so, this is basically a site for men who desire to be with a woman who understands what it means to be a woman still not like these spoiled western women they want to go to russia and meet a russian woman and bring her back here to live in harmony and um, unsurprisingly most of them end up very disappointed they're already disappointed in women to be fair but uh they go there well you'll see So, let's jump right into RU Adventures' website. And to start, we're going to read a very informative post by a member named Skiing and Running, who started a forum in the Russian and Ukrainian Women Information Forum, subforum Talk, subforum The Adventure Begins, in a thread he entitled, Top 10 Things You Would Tell a Newbie. And it goes like this. Okay. After spending about five months lurking on this site, I have come across several good nuggets of information, but often they are lost in threads where we are trying to explain to some lost soul the errors of his thinking. So I thought, why not list our top 10 things we would tell a newbie to help avoid future train wrecks and make the experience as enjoyable as possible. I figured 10 would provide much more variety, as I would guess most people's top five might be somewhat similar. So here are the top 10 things that come to my mind. One, do not buy into the hype. Too many men, myself included, get started on this venture after reading the overly optimistic Propaganda about marrying an FSUW Former Soviet Union woman The truth is, there's no guarantees Two, use your common sense I apply this in the context of meeting someone in your own league Granted, we are often lured into this venture By hopes of upgrading our chances of meeting a woman Of our dreams And most might have more choices than they do back home But don't reach too far outside your league As it relates to age, appearance, and intellect Three, Read the horror stories. I think there are enough of them on this forum and other sites like Jim's List to make any normal person think, censored, what am I doing? And only go forward after that moment because you are either too dumb might be me, or too optimistic to fail. A book I have read and recommend to others is called Wedded Strangers, Challenges of Russian and American Marriages, as it does a good job of showing some of the difficulties that could be expected. Four, read about the cultures and countries. I would start with a book called The Russian Way, as it goes through a lot of things that are typical in Russia, but are foreign to many in the West, like the propensity for Russians to tell the white lie. Maybe we'll find out what that that is later. Anyway, also, the more you know about her country, the more she'll be impressed. Manny's book goes into this as well, so do not be afraid to spend a few dollars and do a little reading. 5. Make the list of who you will be looking for before starting the process. Think of things you must have and could not stand and list everything. Also, remember that appearance fades with time, so do not put too much weight on finding a smoking hot hova as you really should consider other things. This will save you a lot of time chasing after the wrong person. 6. Know what your budget is before leaving. Remember rule number 2. And in no way should you be financing this effort as the cost will only grow if you actually find someone and you can't can't count on that person to contribute to the family income anytime soon after arriving in your country. 7. Know when to get out, as this process is not for everyone. If you feel after dropping a few too many thousands of dollars that maybe an FSUW wife is not for you, then quit now. As the famous economics saying definitely applies here, sunk costs don't count. Don't, I don't know what that means. Eight, when you plan your first trips, look at them as trips to see the country where you just happen to be meeting someone. This way, it really takes the pressure off as you have not traveled to another country just for the women, but to see the country as well. If the meeting bombs, true on my first trip, you can still have a great time seeing the country. Based on experience, I have learned that this is a better backup option for me than trying to meet even more women. 9. Learn some Russian as English is not widely spoken there. If you know no Russian and are traveling solo for the first time, then make some arrangements with local travel company to maybe provide a guide-slash-translator as local rates are not too expensive and in the big picture can be considered money well spent. And 10. If you have thin skin or do not take setbacks well, then don't do it. First, society will look at you differently and as they will think something is wrong with you because you need to look overseas. If you do not believe me, tell some Western women who you might want to date that you once dated a Russian and you'll see a picture-perfect expression on her face that says, oh my God, you're a loser. Second, if you post on a forum like this, you are bound to receive some advice you might not want to hear. Or worse, have some old man who had a little too much to drink take offense at what you wrote and go into complete meltdown mode. Third, the success rate is not very great as it's like dating with a higher degree of difficulty due to the distance and cultural factors. So you might make a trip and find out that the meeting was a bust. Or maybe you find the one. Go through the long process of bringing her to your country, only to join the 70% of FSU, W, and WM marriages that do not make it. Okay, right or wrong, these are the things that came to my mind. But I'm sure others who are wiser and more experienced than myself could add more. And two Tall Bill replies, Very nice list, SNR. The tablet of stone thread can be found here. There's a link to apparently some sort of... Tablet of stone of commandments for dating. Here's a summary with a couple of my ideas sprinkled in at the end. Don't send money. Don't fall in love with a photo. Don't send money. Plan a trip. Don't write letters if you don't have a passport. Don't send money. Be honest about everything. Demand the same. Make sure the woman is real. Don't send money. Get rid of any agency as soon as possible. Do not fall in love before you meet. Get her on the phone as soon as possible. 100% of real Russian women have cell phones. Even the girls that live in mud huts without electricity and eat roots and bugs have a cell phone by the time they are 16. Read the forum until your eyes bleed. There are more than one ways to do things, so do what works for you. Know when to walk away and know when to run. Girls under 25 are too young, in Bill's opinion, so don't even look at them and certainly don't write to them. You do not look 10 years younger than your real age. I am 48, but only look 47 and a half. Super hot RW women do not write unsolicited letters to men. Super hot RW women do not write unsolicited letters to men. If you get a letter from an RW who is super hot and you never met them or their family before, then it's a dude or an agency translator sending the letter. The end. And Sparky114 writes, As Mendy says, nice list. I have only one to add. Never, ever, 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 ever promise something you cannot honor without just cause. The girls have heard so many promises that only the actions speak louder than words. And Freud writes, the one thing I would make sure to tell a newbie is that someone deciding to look abroad should first look at what hoops he will have to jump through for his own government if he is successful. Before you even start, you should have an idea of what happens if you find the one. It might not be as important for the guys from countries that can get fiancé visas, but for Canadians, the road to happiness involves a lot more paperwork and waiting and costs that some may not be prepared for. I bet there are some guys who decided to look abroad only to find out that some rules to the sponsorship process forbid them from sponsoring. Say they have a criminal record, or recent bankruptcy, or something along the lines that forbid them from applying. Best to know the rules before you start the game. And finally, JB writes, I would also mention, do not be underfunded. This endeavor is always going to cost more than you initially guesstimated. Mm, good advice. Oh, no, that's not even, that's not even, I'm barely scratching the surface here. Jesus, that's a lot of fucking money. And Tallman writes, I have been at it for more than one year. Several trips to the Ukraine and one to Russia. Here's what I would suggest. one, Choose RWs who are into you more than you are into them. For starters, they must give you their phone numbers, and they should be happy to hear your voice. In person, watch their body languages. Unfortunately, whatever they feel from the get-go, it never changes. If you chase a woman who is not into you, she may accept you. That is for a while. We know what will happen later on. Two, this is an expensive proposition. Every trip is over 3K, and you have to make multiple trips. Some guys get lucky quickly. I was not so fortunate. Trip expenses are just the beginning. Her expenses multiply when she gets here. Also consider the time it would take for you to make those trips. Three, reconsider your pursuit. If you have a local option, it is far easier and much more familiar. I think only those should consider this venture who do not have a local option for one or for other reasons. Did I say you need plenty of funds to follow this dream? Who is doing this? (laughs) And finally, BC writes his top 10 list. One, you're barking up the wrong tree. Two, it ain't worth it. Three, you'll go broke. Four, ticket to the nut house. Five, you'll end up loving your lawyer more. Six, it's all a mirage. Seven, bend over, put your head between your legs and kiss your sweet ass goodbye. Eight, they're fake. Nine, you're nuts. Ten, piss off. And guess what? I'd probably be right nine times out of 10. Well, that's a very cynical approach to Russian love. I reject that. And, and the next topic in the Adventure Begins sub is a thread started by Mendeleev, entitled, How Russian Women View Courtship and Dating. And it goes like this, and it goes like this. I've written often that the Western idea of courtship and dating is very different from what most Russian ladies and their families practice in pursuit of marriage. In fact, in many cases, dating, as understood in the West, is really non-existent in the East. To my mind, men would fare much better if they dropped the many dating preconceptions and studied slash practiced more about courtship and adapted to the shorter time frames necessary for an international marriage. That term, by the way, is much more accurate than quote-unquote male or bride because if you marry, the challenges and joys which await you will be from the result of an international marriage. So how do Russian women see this process? Power. A Russian woman knows that she is a woman and is very proud of that. It is her strength. She is not weak in being a woman. It is her power. This gives her the right to have certain expectations in how a man approaches and views her. It will guide how he must treat her and her parents. She will allure, but not pursue. She doesn't need to actively pursue a man. She needs to be herself, and the man with the plan of action to win her heart will win her heart. Men can't be shy, or they will lose. She is looking for boldness and confidence. Don't confuse this with bravado or brash overconfidence. Think of cool and calm confidence and determination. Most, the kind you want to marry, don't initiate phone calls or ask a man out for a quote-unquote date. If you can't muster up enough nerve to do this, she will wonder what else in life you will be afraid to face. She will spend a large amount of time and resources looking her absolute best. She expects you to take notice and take action. Those who hesitate will go through life without a princess. Speaking of princess, her papa treats her like one and has taught her that she must select only a man who will do the same. Don't mistake this with spending money or buying her things. She is not for sale. She wants to be treated with honor and respect on the ordinary days, not just when courting or on holidays. Can you make her feel, has nothing to do with money, like she is on holiday on ordinary days? (laughs) Okay. You must have the attitude that she is the only woman in existence. Just ask any married guy. But you need to understand what this means and how it came about. In recent, very recent times, a young man would flirt with a girl, and at some point she would suggest to him that he should visit her parents. The young man would ask Papa, sometimes via an older representative, for permission to court this young lady. If Papa and Mama said yes, then a period of time began where he could spend a lot of time with her in full view of her family. Home visits, walks in the park, church, going with them to the market, etc. Over time, Papa and the young man would begin to talk about life and how it will look in the future advantage young man if he stays the course over time the girl and her family will like him he will win the girl with no outside competition done deal why so easy because papa and the lady had agreed this would be the only young man in consideration until he was eliminated as a possibility or until the wedding her mindset during courtship is that she is the only woman in your world that should clue you in to how many of these ladies view a plan b Is this really done in Russia today? Sure, it's not universal. Nothing is. But not only is it how I was coached to win my wife, but it's being practiced today as we speak with two or three of our daughters, of which the oldest, age 26, will be married in an Orthodox ceremony in less than three weeks. And we are not alone. She will test you, but don't mistake that as a desire for a sugar daddy. She tests to gauge your determination and sincerity. In a courtship model, she has the right to reject, as can mama slash papa, a suitor at any time and move on to someone deemed more appropriate or more serious. Note, she will test you in many ways, but never using another guy as the test. If a woman were to use another guy to test you, run like crazy. She is the one not being serious. Have you ever heard the expression that she is looking for a real man or for a real meeting? Once you have indicated a desire to court her, you need to be in a position to move forward. Don't appear to her as if you are fishing, because this is not what courtship is about. You need to understand that courtship itself is a sign of commitment. Either you want her in your life or you don't. Far, far different from using our Western concept of using dating to test compatibility. In fact, she is looking more for character than for compatibility. Life changes people's habits and circumstances, compatibility, but character and the ability to maintain stability and focus through those changes does not change. In investment lingo, she is a long-term investor. This has very little to do with sexual attraction. That is why she will reserve the right to court a man not as handsome as others. Of course, she wants someone she can look at with respect and not be repulsed, but you don't have to be a quote-unquote Don Juan to win her heart. You need to be capable, determined, and sincere. Maintaining her composure at all costs means everything to a traditional Russian woman, so your job is to to give them that opportunity. It means walking on the outside of the sidewalk to protect her from traffic, offering her arm as she steps off the bus, opening doors, help with her chair, taking her coat, etc. If you are not a social gentleman, you may not get very far with an RW. Family is very important to her final decision. Don't ever make the mistake of underestimating this power. If you have courted her mother and father, invested time in her extended family, and gained the respect of her friends, you can almost assume that her heart will follow you. It's the safest bet one can make with a Russian lady. And Midnight Legend writes, Isn't it hard to tell if the woman you are trying to court is either testing your conviction or has lost interest in you? It seems her signals would be the same. For example, hanging up on you, saying that she is too sick to talk right after the phone has had a busy signal, or not contacting you later after first saying that now is not a good time. That sort of thing. It is hard for me to believe that any of these are just a test. Different women, of course. Not all from the same one. And Boris writes, Definitely lack of interest, ML. Like Manny said earlier, you will be expected to pay for things on a date, no question or discussion. If you are seen as cheap or greedy without a good reason, you are toast. In America, I usually pay too, but there is always that ritualized discussion about them paying half or they will get the check or that sort of thing. Football Dad writes, Ding, ding, ding. Legend, you hit the nail right on the head with this question. I have been corresponding with one lady for more than eight months now, and even visited her in July for nine days, and still am as confused as you are in this question. Not even sure that a rocket scientist could figure out a Russian woman slash Ukrainian woman out concerning the above. How about it? And Olga Mouse writes, five features of the perfect groom. One, he knows what he wants. Two, he is an optimist. Three, he is ready to change for his woman. Four, he is always a mystery for her. Five, he handles financial questions reasonably. P.S. I personally completely agree with 1 and 5, though somehow hesitant about 2, not really possible in Russia, 3, not possible at all after the age of 5, and 4, there are enough mysteries around. I don't need yet one more in my bed. J.B. writes, Miss Mouse, every woman knows there is no perfect man. All she can do is take that imperfect lump of clay and mold it into something she can live with. God knows my wife has been reshaping me for years now. (laughs) right, enough of that thread. And in the next thread in the Adventure Begins subform, Toes2010 writes in a thread he entitled, Where are the whitest, most pale albino-type women in Russia? And it goes like this. Where are the whitest, most pale albino-type women in Russia? Those are the only women I am attracted to. I do not like tans. I do not like dark women. Which part of Russia has most of these types of women? This is what I look for in a woman. Also, I do not like fat women. I only like skinny women. I also like women who are very religious, Christian, or Catholic type. Where are the women who have these characteristics? I don't want to spend a lot of money going somewhere in Russia where these types of women are hard to find. I want to go somewhere in Russia where these types of women are everywhere. Thank you, Toes And Alinka writes, I guess that's not in Russia. It is in Belarus. And Makmur writes, well, no one can accuse you of not knowing what you're looking for. Skinny Catholic albino. Narrowing the field down that far is bound to be a real time saver. And Mendeleev writes... None of the girls in the Sakha Republic seem to have tans. Try the city of Tixi as one example. It's 10 degrees north of the North Pole, so you'll need warm clothing all year round. The beaches are great in summer, as long as you don't mind a little ice in the water. Smiley face emoticon, or winky emoticon. Winky emoticon. The predominant faith isn't exactly quote-unquote Catholic. However, as over the centuries the people of this larger republic, larger than the country of India, have a highly developed animistic religion, Tengri, based on the worshipping of the white creator. And Shakespeare writes, Well, Toes, I think what you're asking for just doesn't exist. IMHO, you will not be able to find what you're looking for just by going to a specific region. In the Soviet days, the government did a good job of mixing up the accepted ethnic gene pools all over the USSR. That's why you find some black-haired, blue-eyed Ukrainian beauties and olive-shaped eye tartars all the way up in Arkhangelsk, Arkhangelsk, Arch. Arjanglisk There are girls who have those characteristics, but they're scattered all over Russia. I see them walking down the streets of Moscow on a daily basis, but they make up far less than 5% of the girls you actually see on the street. Personally, I think your best bet would be to contact individual agency owners and tell them exactly what you're looking for and put them to work pre-screening girls for you. Your requirements are very specific, and it might be difficult to find ladies interested in marriage to a Western man that meets your specific requirements. Just so I'm certain we're on the same page, is this a lady that would be physically attractive to you? Let me see what this woman looks like. Yee, that that lady's not that white. I guess she's pretty white. I'll put this lady's photo on uh, my blog. Why not? You can see a picture of this potential woman on my blog. And that's the end of that post. I think this guy's looking for someone from the planet Camino who's working on some clones. Not anybody who has any skin tone at all. But uh, this lady's not alabaster skinned. Jean-Claude writes... Try Finland. My last Western European girlfriend was Finnish, and she was almost albino. Even white hair, but only on top of her head. White eyebrows and a yoga instructor. (laughs) Yeah, so she was very well shaped. Not the fat rhino asses some posters here tend to like. Finnish tend to be very atheistic, though. So crazy Christian wackos don't exist much in Russia or Europe. And Bruce Lee writes, This is very much the characteristic of a woman with ginger hair, just not white hair. Surely you could ask her to dye her hair white. Surely there are plenty of these to be found in your own native country. While I can certainly respect a man who knows exactly what he wants, do you think you're narrowing your search down just a little too much? This is the difficult process. For example, find a compatible lady, not in looks, but in attitude and personality. Find a way of communicating. Find a serious lady, not a scammer, time waster, or someone who wants to improve their English. Will she actually consent to a meeting? And on top of that, she has to look exactly like this? Oh, and she must be Catholic? Toes, try not to make it too difficult for yourself and have some fun along the way. Good luck. Happy hat flapping emoticon. And Toes adds, finally, I am mixed, black and Chinese, so I'm kind of dark. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Anyhow, that's crazy. Then the next thread we'll read is in the Talk forum, the Adventure Continues Subforum, in a thread entitled, Stripper, Sex Worker, or Escort as a Suitable Woman, by user Erudite. And it goes like this. There is a topical thread on the other forum about what men would consider a suitable woman for a wife or mate, had she ever been a stripper, sex worker, or employed in such professions. I found it an interesting thread. After reading an interesting story on the internet the other day, it gave me pause to think about this situation if I were still looking. A young woman from a small town in western Ukraine was studying to become a medical doctor at the university in Kiev. She fell in hard times financially and needed money to remain in school and continue towards her dream of becoming a doctor. Her parents were unable to help her because they only made the rough equivalent of $200 US per month. She faced the choice of not completing her studies, becoming a doctor or become just another citizen without education who would work in dead-end jobs in Ukraine. She would lose her dream and a bright future. She became an escort for one of the prominent Kiev escort agencies. At the present time, she is still pursuing her studies and working as an escort. Given the circumstances, the outlook for someone without means, assistance or education in Ukraine these days, how would you view this young woman who has been in the past or was involved with related professions? And Muz one writes. I don't know. Why don't you ask Elliot Spitzer? Shrug emoticon. Jean-Claude writes, I dated an ex-tripper from Odessa. Didn't know about it then. But they developed not-so-nice attitudes towards men. On the surface, she was nice. She stood up for me when the bartender tried to rip me off. She was very hospitable and honestly, knowing her past and knowing Odessa and Ukraine in general, I can't blame her for wanting to survive would she be for me? Can't answer that, honestly. Link writes, I have a 21-year-old stripper, semi-pro model girl from Kazakhstan in my contacts, in those Russian social websites. Despite her quote-unquote profession, she seems to be a quite a focused girl who tried to have a second life. Oh, this, this writing is terrible. Uh, Despite her profession, she seems to be quite a focused girl who tried to have a second life due to economic difficulties. She's never tried to rip me off. The only weird proposal I had from her, she wanted to try luck in Monterey by paying herself her travel expenses. Once I told her the city was known as La Ciudad de los Table Dances or the strip club city, I never knew if she was joking or if she was serious on that. Added value was that she's quite beautiful and in very good shape. Other local Ukrainian girl from Poltava in her mid-twenties turned out to be a part-time escort. It was obvious she had some studies and was very smart. She learned to speak fluent Spanish, and also she had some sort of class which made some believe she chose that profession here and probably back home because of economic difficulties, lack of opportunities. Despite that, some locals who know the girl believe she is going to be a great wife someday if she can find a man open-minded enough to ignore her past, in case she told him about it. In both cases, I cannot blame them for wanting to make a living. Would I have one of them as a friend? Yes, I think. I like the case of the Kazakh girl. Would I have her as a serious relationship? I do not think so, to be honest. But I cannot be sure on that. There's a saying in Spanish, nunca digas de esta agua no beberé. Or, never say I will not drink from this water, which means never affirm or be sure about something because you can end up doing that in the end. And DJ4Money writes, As long as they are a good person and you can leave your Western morality hat at home, who cares? I live in the San Fernando Valley, better known in adult industry circles as Porn Valley. All the major studios are here. Most of the stars live here. If you go to the right places, as a local watering hole where I used to watch Lakers games... Pop, there they are. I know people that have dated strippers, escorts, porn stars, and people behind the camera. Basically, it's like finding a good woman in the FSU. You're going to have to sort through some people to get to the good ones. Some are very well adjusted personally. Others, not so much. I don't think I would go out of my way to find such a woman, but as I don't want them to analyze what I do for a living, I extend them the same courtesy. Let's just say I know what river place is. I have no idea what that means. And Voyager writes, I don't know. Maybe because you might never be able to trust her 100%. If you lost your job and had to make due on half income, would she be okay with that or would she start taking clients on the sly? would you wonder about STDs? And Jean-Claude adds again, I don't know how it is to turn tricks every day for 10 to 15 clients. After a year, over 3,000 clients, that's a different kind of girl. And Cufflinks writes, LOL, considering that most every major Metro U.S. Yellow Pages directory features about 50 pages of escort adverts, one might be shocked, Casablanca style, to know how many prominent ladies in the U.S. have walked the same path. Really depends. Were they the high-class hostesses, as it ends to a means and just took care of their health in the process and paid for educations in ultra-expensive cities and universities, or just heroin junkies walking the streets with HIV? A lawyer I know says the ladies must not engage in any conversation of funds for favors. That's why it's the independents that get nabbed and fined, whereas the agency ladies have the discussion of money handled via credit card by their main office paying for time only prior to the rendezvous. Big difference. And to finish off this podcast, this may seem soon to you, but... Trust me, it's not. I'm going to read you some of the horror stories from the original site that brought me to RUadventures.com. And that is a site known as AgencyScams.com. And on their site, it is a site that uh, lists um, internet scams mostly relating to uh, foreign women marriage arrangements and things like that. Anyway, there's a section on the website called Horror Stories. And it is at uh, agencyscams.com slash horror dot And it lists several marriage horror stories. And I will read to you some of them right now. And the page starts like this. Foreign Women Marriage Horror Stories. I don't mean to be so negative, but since the agencies are going to feed you the lovey-dovey stories of romance and love, I will show you the true reality of marrying a woman belonging to the culture that caused so many anti-scam websites to appear. FSU women. The names have been hidden to protect the unfortunate. Are Russians happy? Find out here. And there's a link to uh, agency scams divorce. Anyway, the first horror story we'll read is horror story number 14 from October 2009. Hi, Jim. I have not looked at one of the scam websites or FSU dating websites for several years and just happened to find your scam website. I read the letter to you written by the guy married to a Ukraine girl. It makes me sick. Sounds like my wife. We've been married four and a half years and have a child. I would not give you two cents for my wife. These gals look nice, but are something else. What a nightmare. If my marriage does not last, I will not even consider one of these gals again. It's not worth it. My daughter is a sweetheart and is the only thing keeping me home. I wish these guys would just walk away. Look for someone elsewhere or get a dog or something. Best regards, Redacted. And the next story is Horror Story number 11 from December 2007. Hi, Jim. Jim is the owner of the website, apparently. I wasn't scammed by an agency, but I married a Russian girl from Moscow. Was married to her for five years. I'll never make that mistake again. She makes American girls seem like the best girls in the world as far as I'm concerned. You wouldn't, or maybe you would believe the things I could tell you about her. I have met other Russian girls as well over here. I'm not even remotely impressed. I met one Ukrainian girl in San Diego, my hometown. Yes, she was hot, no doubt about that, but she was a first-class nutcase. She went on and on about how great she was, how she knew everything, how she helped people so much, how pretty she was, etc., etc. I have never met any girls like that before in my life, an absolute nutcase. My girl was a different kind of nutcase, the most selfish human being I have ever met before in my life. I'm a good-looking guy, very athletic, very smart, very successful. I'm no loser. My wife was nine years younger than me. The girl was the biggest slob I have ever met in my life, and I'm not joking. She would never clean, period, end of conversation. Jim, I know this is gross and disgusting, and I apologize for telling you this, but she wouldn't even wash her own clothes, not even in six months. Don't believe me? Her mother would come to visit from Moscow all the time, and she would do her clothes for her and clean for her. Natasha, my girl, would never do it for herself. Oh, she could cook when she wanted to, and she was a good cook, and she dressed really super sharp all the time. No doubts about that, but she never washed her underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let me ask you a question, Jim, okay? Have you ever seen what a toilet looks like when you don't wash it for six months? I have, but until I met her, I had never seen one before. Why didn't I wash it myself? Well, for one thing, I got tired of doing that. For another thing, she had her toilet and I had mine. Hers was more filthy than you want me to describe to you. Trust me. Oh, but she has the expensive clothes, expensive everything, but she is the most selfish person and the biggest slob I ever met before in my life. I am so happy it's all over with now. I can finally move on with my life. You wouldn't believe the stories I could tell, from her giving herself bruises, calling the police, and lying that I beat her up, to things I don't even want to think about anymore. After what I've been through, I would never in a million years look for a Russian girl. You can find a decent American girl if you look hard enough, and every American girl I've ever been with is a thousand times better than the Russian girl I was married to. Very ironic. What I thought would be the best girl in the world turned out to be, by far, the worst girl I have ever met in my life by a thousand times when I look back at my relationships with all the American girls I've been with, they all seem so good now. Finding love at home is not an easy thing to do. Finding love 10,000 miles away is basically impossible. But there is more to it than that. My girl, for instance, was a university graduate. She studied languages and history. She spoke English fluently. She spoke Czech and Italian fluently. She brought with her some 500 to 1,000 books, 50 boxes worth, something like one ton of boxes. It cost $1,500 to ship them to the USA. In my perception, based on what I could see, this girl, was very intelligent, much more than some ordinary girl, but not what anybody in the U.S. would consider trailer trash, right? So how is it that someone like this could have such horrible, filthy habits? From which planet did she come from? Have you ever met a girl like this here in the U.S.A.? I haven't. I have never met any girl even remotely close to that. On the contrary, girls here are very clean. At least the ones I know are, and the ones I I go out with are, and always have been. And it's so much more than just her hygiene. Forget that she needed $5,000 in dental work. Who cares? I'm talking about her personality. She could speak perfect English, understood every word, knew how to say virtually anything she wanted to say, yet she never talked. She never talked about anything of substance whatsoever. She never would try to resolve problems in any fashion whatsoever. She would go from being nice one day to the worst possible mood the next, like a constant yo-yo over and over again. It's not just tiring, it's maddening. I was afraid of her. She would think nothing of calling the police and flat out lying through her teeth to get me in trouble. In total, she called the police on me three times Times. each time completely lying the first two times that I beat her up the third time that I yelled at her if you met this girl you would think she's so sweet she's so nice she's so classy she's so very very sweet that's why I liked her but because she was super hot she was a nice looking girl I was 32 she was 23 I liked her because she was so sweet no very nice to me and so smart little did I know that it could be possible to be so different I don't I mean don't get me wrong I've been with some real winner girls one of them was a hot blonde very nice but she was a tramp loved to sleep with every guy and make the previous guy jealous. Got off on that, but she never screwed me over. I mean, sure, she slept with some other guy, even took off with him, but she wasn't stone-cold-hearted like my Russian girl was. No American girl I have ever been with has been like her. Not even close. She is like a walking plague, a radioactive candy that everyone wants to lick, all the while not knowing they are licking poison. Poison! Many hot-looking American girls are just stuck up. And they are what many would call bitches. But this Russian girl goes far beyond any bitch. She is a cunning, devious, malicious, cold-hearted, no-holds-barred, screw-you-over-and-you-better-thank-me-and-love-me-for-it-woman. After having gotten a divorce from her, I feel like I just got out of prison. Now I am finally a free man. What was the story I read on your site? The one about the guy going to Ukraine, meeting with a girl who chain smokes, drinks like a fish, and her buyer said she did neither one, and him having to pay for everything, while the girl takes the leftovers and gives them to a worker at the agency. Then they leave in a car, which he again has to pay for, and he's left on the street by himself, and he's thinking there's a big, huge sucker sign above his head. R-O-T-F-L-M-A-O. I guess it's our own faults. We buy into the fantasy. We have no idea what's about to happen to us or what we're about to go through. If we want fantasy, I think it's best we stick to Fantasy Island because the only fantasy you're going to find overseas is cold, hard reality of how this world really works. Yes, I could do it much better this second time around, but I don't know that even if you could find the right girl, there are so many problems in the expenses. It's just not worth it. Better to find a nice American girl, one you can date and get to know, one who has a job and makes some money. One who you'll find out in a year or two in a relationship is good enough to get married. Of the stories I've read from the Russian girls I've met who are over here in the USA, I'd have to say something is wrong with them. I did meet one girl. She was nice looking, not gorgeous. She had a daughter. My girl said she was dumb. But to me, she seemed very nice, very talkative, very friendly. Wanted to show me photos, smiled. She didn't speak English too well, but you could talk with her. Just not fluently like my girl or that Ukraine girl I told you about. She is the only one I met that truly seemed like a nice girl. All the others were seriously messed up, in my opinion. I think the scam is not an agency, but the whole idea itself. These girls don't want to find a man to love. Give me a break. They want a visa, a citizenship. They want money. And they think that they are so great that they deserve everything. They think you should treat them like princesses. Give them gifts all the time, flowers all the time, doing everything for them all the time, giving them attention all the time. They give the term high maintenance a whole new meaning. For me, marrying a Russian girl was the biggest nightmare of my life, from the very beginning to the very end. Now I look back on my relationship with the American girls I've been with and have great memories of them. Now I look at the girls who look back at me at the grocery store and think to myself, that girl's a good girl. Nothing wrong with her at all. She's cute. She dresses nice. Why not go up to her and talk? Ask her out ask her for a drink ask her for her phone number what you gonna say no I can deal with a no it's no big deal at all in fact it's easy on to the next girl what on God's green earth made me think of going 10,000 miles away spending off a small fortune on getting a Russian girl I'll never know except of course to say it was the fantasy a loving caring feminine intelligent family values type of girl well guess what that's very hard to find and going 10,000 miles away with a different culture different language makes it a thousand times more difficult USA is a big country There are all kinds of nice, friendly girls in this country. You can meet them, date them, have fun with them if you really want to. I learned my lesson. I just wish it didn't have to cost me so much money and so much of my time. Okay. I bet that's what you're thinking about this podcast. And I'm sorry if I cost you so much of your time. So that is the end of the podcast about marrying Russian ladies. I hope that I have dissuaded all of you from marrying a Russian woman because it's obviously the worst possible decision you could make in your entire life. I'm trying to think if I know anybody who married... A, I know people who have married uh, Asian ladies, but never a Russian lady, although I have met my fair share of Russian ladies, which is maybe like two. Oh, and I can tell you that they are the worst people I've ever met. Okay, that's not true. Anyway, sorry this podcast took so long to come out. Um, I have been uh, on another planet. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's the planet of Reach. I'm a Halo nerd, as well as many other varieties of nerd, but that one is what's bothering me lately. It's not a really good excuse. I'm sure that you're like, oh, no. Video games, weak. Anyway, I wanted to thank all the people who have uh, recently written extra reviews of Lou Reed's on the iTunes, uh, and the people who commented on the last the last Crystal Meth one. Apparently, uh, was it um, someone, actually someone today told me that they barely made it, <laughs> barely made it through uh, the first ten minutes of that podcast, and um, I don't blame them. And I told them it got worse, and then I told them how it got worse, and they were thoroughly grossed out and they actually walked away from me as I said it. So, if you didn't listen to the Crystal Meth one, I highly recommend it if you like to hear horrible stuff. Oh, and another friend of mine um, told me that he used, that he listened to that podcast and then brought it up in a, uh, in a conversation at a party with a bunch of other adults and <laughs> oh, and then he also prefaced saying that he knew who I, that he knew me from childhood and that I was demented. So I guess that's a compliment. I don't know if you guys would take that as a compliment, but I'm going to, to preserve my uh, my sanity. And let me tell you this. I am truly sorry it took me so long to get that podcast out. So I'm going to endeavor to get the next one out. Toot sweet. So that you guys have something to listen to when you're waiting for the uh, bailiff to call you in for your murder trials. Um, you shouldn't have, shouldn't have killed those people. Anyway, my name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.